Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome back to I Date Money. I'm your hostess, guess who? Lisa Drennan, Wealth Activator. Welcome to this episode where we have the amazing Jenny Wichello, who is a former startup executive and award-winning CFO turned money coach who helps women master their money mindsets and build vision-driven financial plans through one-to-one coaching and her signature course, Wealth Begins Within. I love that. I mean, you know me, I'm all about dating money and multiplying money. And when we can realize that wealth begins within, we get to create this beautiful change and build this awesome legacy. So thank you so much, Jenny, for being here, for sharing this time and space with us. Tell us, you know, you love money as much as I do, right? We love to multiply mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. We love to wrap our mind around money and really partner with money. What inspired you to move towards this relationship, this dynamic relationship with money? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've always loved money. I've always loved numbers, you know, so I'm a highly analytical person. I was always, you know, top math student in school. I went off to college and I studied accounting and then I went and got my MBA mm-hmm. and then I fell into a career in corporate finance. So I got my first executive position at the age of 26. I was living in New York City and I was managing the finances as a VP of finance and ops for a uh, vertical, fast-growing vertical retailer in New York City. Um, and I I was young, but I was doing an awesome job. I was really good at my job, nine to five. You know, So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm building complex financial models. I'm maintaining and managing tight budgets. I'm building these really intricate cash flow forecasts. And then I'm going home at night and I'm struggling not to overdraft my own bank account. Wow. You know, and I, I spent the majority of my 20s uh, feeling like a complete financial failure in my personal life while racking up successes in my corporate finance career. And um, you know, I would um I would pay down my credit card debt, I'd rack it up again, I'd I've always been a, a good goal setter. Uh, so I would always set lots of financial goals and then I would quickly abandon them. Um, I'm also one of those weirdos that loves building spreadsheets. So I built uh, a thousand budget spreadsheets and tried them all um, and just could never adhere to any of them. And I I was really, you know, kind of beating myself up about this. You know, how can I be so good at math and so good at finance in my job and such a failure at it in my personal life? And uh, you know, I, I figured, well, there's got to be something, there's got to be some personal finance knowledge that I don't have. So let me go out there and read every book I can get my hands on and uh, visit every personal finance website and blog, et cetera, 
And really nothing had an impact. Nothing changed my trajectory. And it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that, um, you know, two things changed for me. Uh, The first is that I got my hands on a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And the second is that I went to go work for a self-made billionaire. And so that book uh, really opened my eyes to the fact that I'm not my thoughts. I'm the observer of my thoughts. So if my beliefs and my thoughts aren't who I am, where did they come from and why have I been identifying with them and, and what's that caused in my life? And I got really curious and I embarked on this months long period of self-reflection that I ended up calling my Ananda project. Ananda means bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brought me to this awareness that I had a lot of beliefs about money, like money is a constant struggle. Um, I'll only ever get by in life. And those were stories that I was telling myself first before they were becoming my reality. It wasn't the other way around. And that was the first time I realized that it wasn't just about the tactical and how much knowledge I have around finance and, you know, what are the skills that I can go and acquire to level up that knowledge? It was really about something deeper within me. And then going and working for a self-made billionaire, it, it exposed me to a new way of relating to money. So I never, you know, I never realized that we have a relationship with money. I thought money was a thing and we strive really hard to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but working for this individual, um, you know, it it made me aware that there's a different way to think about money. So the idea that someone would have a lot of wealth and could spend lavishly on the things that they valued, but then could be incredibly frugal on stuff they didn't care about really questioned the way I had always thought about wealth, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always thought, oh, if I can just get my hands on more money, I don't need to have a budget. I don't need to worry about how much I'm spending. I can be reckless as, you know, because I can afford it, right? Uh, That's what we tend to think. More money is the answer to our problems. Um, But, you know, what I realized was that I needed to take a closer look at the quality of my relationship with money and Mm -hmm. therefore how I was making my financial decisions. So, um. So these really eye-opening experiences for me started me on a path towards transforming my relationship with money and therefore transforming my financial results. So my personal net worth tripled in two years um, because I started to, you know, to see money in a different light. And by doing so and having an abundance mindset, I was able to see opportunities around me that I was maybe blind to before. And those were opportunities to connect with new people, um, opportunities to new opportunities to make money and make, uh, make very wise investments. Um, beautiful journey. I love that. Yeah. You had this, you knew like, you know, and I had that same type of imposter syndrome where I've been in finance and insurance since 1987. And I was managing all of these books for people and creating budgets and all of these things. But yet in my own personal, you know, I actually took money. I filed for bankruptcy at 22 with $32,000 worth of debt. And then I made a vow like, okay, money burns a hole in my pocket. So therefore I'm going to take my money envelopes and create checking and savings accounts for each envelope and take it all away from me and have everything on auto. And I wouldn't even pay attention to money. Right. I mean, I had all my investments going and I, I almost, I was addicted to like investing, like, okay, you know, 10% is recommended. I did 30 to 50%. And like, I would work more to, to invest more to make my money grow. And I almost, it was like, it was fun watching money multiply, but there was still this void. And when I hit 40, it was like, okay, why do I have this debt again? Like all of a sudden debt started to appear in my life and it was all about the thoughts and creating this, you know, 
when reflecting on these stories that were ingrained in my brain and realizing it, and I'll have to check out the book that you read, um, New Earth. A New Just, Earth, yep. Yeah, because thoughts are the most powerful tool that we have and they do dictate. And I see a lot of my clients will come to me with debt and they'll pay it off. And then, you know, all of a sudden it appears again. And it's like, what is that all about? Right. And breaking that cycle. So what was the tool that you implemented to help you rewrite your story? Yeah. So, you know, first uh, I had to be made aware of what my beliefs were. And a lot of our beliefs around money are unknown to us. They're in our subconscious. Uh, Most of them have been there since we were a child. Um, they are very much our default mode of operating. And until we do a lot of self-reflection um, and uh, with my clients and with myself, I use prompts, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I think about building wealth, my mind goes to, you know, and, and see what bubbles up to the surface for you. Um, so awareness is always the first step towards change. Uh, the second is uh, what I like to call being, um, being an investigator. You know, mm-hmm. can you question those those beliefs that you have? Like, are they really true? Where where might they have come from? What have they afforded you? Mm-hmm. What have they prevented you from have, have having? Or what uh, negative impact might they have had on your life? And what do you think is really the truth here? Like, can you find evidence that would contradict this belief that you have? And that's when the light bulb starts to go off for folks. Um, and it did so for me, which is I realized that like a lot of these beliefs were just garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, once I realized uh, that, and I recognized that these beliefs were ultimately the result of thoughts that I had repeated over and over and over throughout my life, then I realized that I could change them, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was intentional about how I spoke and thought about money, um, then I could be, uh, I could start to have a whole different train of thoughts around money. And therefore over time, it doesn't happen overnight, but over time, uh, solidify a whole new um, plethora of beliefs, beliefs around money. And here's the thing, your, your thoughts become your beliefs, your beliefs drive you to adopt certain habits. This is all science, you know, your beliefs and what you think about a lot, build neural pathways in your brain. Those drive you to take action. And over time, that actual action becomes habitual. And, um, and ultimately produces your results. And so if you want to change your results, taking different action isn't always, uh, isn't always going to work because there's a whole bunch of beliefs that are underneath that action. So you've got to start back at the start at the beginning, which is, which is with your thoughts. Right. So, so true. A hundred percent believer <laughs> been practicing that for many years. And, you know, I used to say, we need to captivate our thoughts and people are like, what does that mean to captivate our thoughts? And when we think about it, you know, they sneak up on us. We talk about triggers. And I know for a lot of folks, they will sit down and they'll work with money and they'll go over their finances. But then there's that day, oh, I'm not doing it this week. Forget it. No, I'm too busy. Or, you know, an unexpected bill comes in or, you know, something happens where, you know, they find out that they overpaid for something. And it, it just creates this feeling inside of us that almost gives us that fight or fight, fight, or what is it? Fight, <laughs> fight, flight. flight or freeze. Yeah. <laughs> I can spit words out today. And when we think about that, when you think about your thoughts, there's so many layers. And I'm so glad you said this does not happen overnight. You know, so many people are striving to multiply their money, to make more money. And in hopes, like you had referred to earlier, that if I have more money, all my problems will be solved. 
But if you don't know how to manage $1,000, you're certainly not going to know how to manage $10,000. And it begins with our thoughts and having those money buckets. So when you think about the thoughts that you had to work through, all of these conditioning statements that were deeply wired into your brain, what was the most prominent thought that you still are challenged with today? Um, I can't say I'm challenged with this thought today, but the most prominent one was that that money is a struggle and money is a stress. And where that comes from is, you know, I used to watch my mom sitting at the kitchen table once a month, sitting down to pay bills. And it was the worst time for her of the entire month. She was miserable doing it, regardless of whether there was enough money to cover the bills or not. It, it in, in and of itself was a chore she dreaded doing. And I remember just watching her and learning from that, that managing your money is something that's not enjoyable that you, you, you want to put off to the last minute possible. And where that came from is, you know, both of my parents grew up incredibly poor in Alabama, you know, and money was, the reality was that money was a constant struggle. Uh, my, my family, they were, they were very poor farmers and there was a lot of trauma, uh, particularly in the um, great depression era. So my uh, great grandfather, so my grandmother's father, uh, you know, during the Great Depression in 1938, lost his lost his mind one day and tried to kill the entire family. Oh, um, wow. And he succeeded in in um, in causing the death of his daughter and went, spent the rest of his life in, in Kilby Prison for that. And that was a deep, hidden uh, family story that, you know, if I hadn't done a lot of digging on my own, probably would not have uh, known about. Yeah. And so to think about, you know, growing up poor during the Great Depression and, and having that level of stress, uh, you know, that 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 goes down the line. You know, it doesn't end with that generation. It, it, it impacts the generation. Uh, it impacted my grandmother. It impacted my mother. And therefore, it impacted me. Um, right. But the reality is that I, I'm not living in those conditions, right? right. Like, I, I have two college degrees. I um, grew up in, middle class, in a middle-class family. You know, I'm blessed to live in a period of time when we have access to technology and all kinds of resources to help us with our finances. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't need to continue with that, um, that script running in my head. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful awareness. And I, I'm so sorry that your family experienced that. And there are so many stories during that time. You know, I, I remember my mom telling me about growing up in the depression and she could never eat oranges because they had family in California that used to ship them oranges to help them. And that's all they ate for months. Yep. And, so she, and I never liked orange juice. <laughs> it took me a while to start eating oranges and I don't even eat an orange. I eat like the tangerines. So it's funny. It's like, we don't realize, I call it the generational curses, but, and there are blessings too, but we don't realize that everything we know about everything is, carried on from generation to generation, especially yeah. when it comes to money. And when you blend families, like, you know, our parents meet and they each have two separate, you know, parents, right. That, and all of this blends together and all of these beliefs. And it's funny because you tend to like, you know, there's seven archetypes that I have um, put into the money dating game. And one of them is Gary, the gambler. And I'm like, well, I'm not a gambler. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're a gambler, you're taking risk every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you think about those tendencies and, you know, there's that's, they've been around forever and being able to identify and then make a choice like, no, I, I, I can do better. I want to do better. I want to have this. So what inspired you to get to this point where you wanted to break the change? You wanted to be free of this bondage. 
and step into being a self-made multimillionaire? Yeah. So, you know, I think once I did the the inner work of money and I realized that um, my beliefs had been holding me back, it wasn't my lack of financial literacy or my, you know, skills at all. Um, I wanted more people to know that. And mm -hmm. so I, I was a chief financial officer for 16 years. I worked in a number of startups. Most of my employees were young. And because I was in the fashion industry, a lot of them were women. And because I wore the CFO hat, they figured, well, I should go talk to her about my finances because she knows about finance, right? So I, I started coaching my own employees and giving them really tactical advice around, you know, how to handle your student loans or um, how to start saving to buy your first condo and, you know, how to prioritize your credit cards and things like that. Um, and I realized that uh, two things. One, um, they were coming to me because they had no other options. There was nobody else serving them. And, you know, here you are a young woman in the day and age that we're living in, and you're empowered um, to take ownership of your life. And yet there weren't a lot of people in the financial services industry that actually shared uh, that mindset. And then the second was, I felt like uh, for a while I was, I was doing, I was actually doing them a disservice because I was giving them tactical advice, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't giving them the full truth. And I think that that is present today in a lot of the advice that else there that's out there. It's it's not wrong. It's just incomplete. You know, if you have a problem with spending and you come to me and I tell you, well, you need to put yourself on a budget. I've given you a tool, but I haven't actually addressed the root cause of your challenges. And that's the inner work that you need to do. And a lot of people aren't even aware that they have a relationship with money. I love that you have this podcast because it's it's so directly in your face that you do. Like, you're literally dating your money. You know, you have a relationship with money and most of us are walking around with a very dysfunctional relationship. And so I uh, I felt like there was, there was a reason why I was being made aware of this void. There was a reason why I was identifying that there was a gap. And then I went and I, um, I studied financial planning. Um, I took all the coursework that you have to take to get the CFP. I passed the certified financial planner exam. And when I went through that process, I realized that even in that process, um, which is which is a which is a great process. Um, so I'm not dogging anyone that is a CFP or does that work, but for me, there were gaps in the process that I knew that the inner work of money could fill. You know, and so one of those is, and you um, you talked earlier about uh, people not sticking, people being stuck in the cycle and not sticking. You know, making a little bit of progress and then sliding backwards. A lot of that is because we set these financial goals for ourselves that are meaning meaningless. You know, if you work with some with a financial services person, they're going to tell you, "Okay, Lisa, I I want you to start saving 10% of of your income or I want, you know, by the time you're this age, I want you to have three times of your three times your income in your retirement savings accounts." Those are meaningless goals. They may be fine and they may be helpful, but they're meaningless. And until you get clear on the vision for your life and use that vision to build goals, you will make a little bit of progress, but you'll never build and sustain the momentum to see it through to the end. And that's why people feel like they're stuck in that cycle. If you stop taking action, and that's what I tell my clients to do is just stop what you're doing. Let's take a pause here and let's get really clear on what it is you want out of your experience that we call life. You know, not what age do you want to retire and how much money do you want your retirement account, but like, what do you want to experience in life? Who do you want to experience it with? What do you want to have? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Those sorts of things. Let's get clear on that. 
for one year from now, 10 years from now, at the height of your career and at retirement. And oh, by the way, when you're on your deathbed, what are you going to be most grateful for? Let's get clear, as clear as we can on those things. And then let's build a financial plan around that. And I think that is how you get people to all of a sudden have a switch. And this is what I see with my clients. You know, the, the Saturday afternoon trip to Target where they were just dropping $300 on stuff all of a sudden is important to them because they've gotten really clear on these goals that are very meaningful to them. And so it's a lot easier to make mindful spending and intentional financial decisions when you have that clarity. Yeah, absolutely. Making Creating money buckets is what I call them in my container. When we create our wealth activation roadmap, we're thinking about that. Like what's the end goal and then reverse engineering it. And if you don't know the purpose you know, if it doesn't make sense, it's not going to make dollars. And if you have no idea why you're doing something, you're not going to stick to it. And I'm a why girl. I'm like, okay, why am I going to do this? What's the purpose? What's the outcome? And it's just amazing how when you put these, it's so simple, but it's not easy, right? You know, it's, we have the tools available to us, but having coaches, having guides, mentors, you know, consultants like ourselves to help people to navigate this is so important to building wealth and creating a legacy. So I, we know you work with your clients one-to-one. What, what do you offer? Yeah. So I have a, a very unique coaching program. It's my signature program that blends uh, financial planning with the inner work of money. And it could it sort of toggles back and forth between those two. So uh, we do some inner work of money and then we get tactical and we look at, you know, what are your financial results today? Let's, let's talk about how your savings is going. Let's talk about what your spending patterns look like, et cetera. And then we pivot right back to the inner work of money. And so it's a very, very much a transformative process. And at the end, not only do my clients have, uh, a, um, clarity on what's in their subconscious around money and what are those core beliefs, but they have a path to transforming their relationship with money and they have a tactical path, which is a financial plan, right? With vision driven goals. Um, I um, I do think, you know, we touched on the inner work of money a little bit here and that that awareness that I mentioned earlier, which is always the first step is is part of the process, but then getting clear on your vision is the second piece. And then once you've gotten uh, you've done the work for both of those, then you can turn and start to build tactical plans and take actual, you know, steps to transform your financial traje- trajectory. Trying to take action without having done the inner work of money um, is going to actually cause, um, well, it's going to incur a lot more time and mental energy to achieve your end goals. Um, so I, one of the things that I offer is um, I have a free uh, 10-day money mindset reset. So if you're not sure if you need this level of support, um, you can, one, take a quiz that I have on my website, which will tell you the state of your money mindset. Um, and then two, you can sign up for this free course. It's an email course. So over 10 days, I'll coach you to um, radically transform your relationship with money. Um, and you can sign up for that at blissandwealth.com backslash reset. Oh, beautiful. And anyone listening, go get that link. It's a freebie. And uh, join us in the Facebook group, Money Magnets, Wealthy Women, Sovereign Souls, where you can connect with Jenny directly, uh, friend her and find out more about what she does. And, you know, be sure all the links to connect with her are going to be in the show notes. And as we part, Jenny, what are some words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience? Yeah, I, I, well, the first word of words of wisdom that I'd like to leave is to know that wealth begins within. It Mm -hmm. always begins within. 
Um, and uh, you can feel wealthy long before your bank account backs you up, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of, of an abundance mindset, right? Um, and then the second thing I'd like to leave your audience with is um, you're not a failure at money. You know, we're all in a relationship with money. And if you don't know that you're in a relationship with money, then you don't know that it's dysfunctional. And you don't, you, you know, you don't know if you aren't aware of your subconscious beliefs, then you don't know that they're driving you to build certain habits that produce certain financial results. Uh, we are very quick to label ourselves as bad with math, bad with money, financial failure, et cetera. Um, but I think that we should all take a pause and give ourselves a lot of grace. Yes. Um, this is this is deep work and we're not always aware we need to do it. Yes. Thank you so much, Jenny. Your wisdom is beyond. And I just love all the things that you shared with the audience. I know it's going to be very beneficial. And for those of you listening, please, you know, just really consider your relationship with money. We always talk about partnering with money and really dating money to the point where like you move from speed dating to marriage, right? You want to have your money working for you and connecting with your thoughts. The most powerful tool that you have is the key to multiplying money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.